had readers say, you know, it's like if Harry Potter met Game of Thrones, met Chronicles of Narnia. So it's the Ooh. Christian element in the faith, but it's backstabbing and murder and magic. Welcome to the Moms Who Create podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Heil, and I am thrilled to share a podcast that celebrates the incredible moms who are pursuing their creative passions. Are you a mom who feels like you just can't balance your creative pursuits with the demands of motherhood? Each week, I'm bringing you interviews with accomplished and talented moms who have made their creative dreams a reality. I talk to writers, artists, musicians, and entrepreneurs who have successfully found a way to do what they love while raising the ones they love. Some of the writers I talk to are New York Times bestselling authors, while some are self-published first-time authors. I also share my own insights and resources to help you navigate the unique challenges of being a mom who creates. So whether you're an early bird or a night owl, a seasoned pro, or just starting out, I want you to know that you can pursue your creative passions and be an amazing mom at the same time. Grab a cup of coffee, a notebook, and get ready to join our community of like-minded moms who are on a mission to live intentionally and create with purpose. This is the Moms Who Create podcast, and I can't wait to share this journey with you. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to this week's episode of the Moms Who Create podcast. So Nicole Patrice Thomas is a woman who believes that the fastest way to see the world and experience adventures without limits is to open a book. Reading has always been her favorite thing to do, and she'd rather be immersed in books day and night, wouldn't we all? Holding a BA degree in advertising and public relations as a CUNY graduate, her love has always been rooted in the literary world. So in 2019, Nicole reached a point in her life where she felt stagnant, craving direction and a fresh start. Being a Christian, she takes her guidance from her Heavenly Father. One January morning at 3 a.m., she was awakened by the desperate voice of a woman running for her life and the life of her unborn child echoing in her head. Nicole wrote down those words and kept writing, setting the foundation for her first book in a fantasy trilogy. Within a year, she completed the trilogy. You guys, within a year, she completed the trilogy, along with a children's book, a corresponding coloring book and a Spanish translation. While Nicole is a hospitality professional by trade, her heart beats as a poet. Her ultimate goal is to spread light and love to her readers, offering them relatable characters who find redemption and hope despite betrayals. She strives to create a reflection of her readers within the pages, empowering them to believe that regardless of their starting point in life, the ending can always change. Enjoy today's episode. Nicole, Thank you so much for joining me today. Go ahead and introduce yourself to the listeners and just walk us through your writing journey. Hi, everybody. I'm Nicole Patrice Thomas, and I'm a Christian fantasy author and a children's book author. I started writing in my early teens, writing poetry. You know, you get all these big angsty feelings and the world is so hard and, you know, so you, I wrote poetry and spoken words to kind of vent those feelings. And so growing up, you know, I'm very active in church. So I write poetry for special occasions, services that we would have at church. And everybody would always be like, oh, you should, you know, you should write books. You should do this. And I'm like, yeah, it's not really my thing. You know, I'm going to stick with just, you know, my own personal collection of poetry. And then, you know, time went on and 2020 came and professionally I am, I worked in hospitality. So I was at the airport here and I was a lounge supervisor and I absolutely loved it. 
But in the seven years that I was there, I had gotten all the promotions that I could get. So I had capped out, you know, I hit that ceiling. There was nothing else for me to do. And while I enjoyed it, it was very you know, repetitive. And unless my general manager had planned to retire, there was nothing for me to do. Um, so being a Christian, I prayed and I was like, you know, God, you're going to have to show me what you want me to do at this point, because I felt rudderless. And I was like, I know I have a purpose, but I don't know what it is right now. So could you give me a hint? And literally a week later, three o'clock in the morning, I don't know what it is about those early morning, you know, (laughs) God calls, but he woke me up with a dream. And it's the first chapter in my first book in that Christian fantasy series. And I woke up hearing the woman's voice. I could see her running through the, the mist-laden forest, heavily pregnant, terrified, being chased by these people and wielding powers that were, you know, crazy. And just that's first chapter is what I wrote. And then I wrote for 30 days nonstop. And that's how that first wow. book came out. It sounds like it was really meant to be. It came to you and you're like, I have to do this. It and was. did you write the entire book in 30 days? I did. Wow. That's fast. (laughs) That's when you know, like it's, it's in you and it needs to come out. Exactly. That's exactly how it felt. Like, I know the scripture says, you know, the gospel is like fire, shut up in your, in your bones, but that's how it felt. Like I had to get this down on paper. And anytime I would get writer's block, it's because I took the story the direction God didn't intend it to go. And so I would have to stop, delete whatever chapters I had wrote and go back and say, okay, what are the characters doing now? What do you want them to say? You know, where the, what's happening? And then I would get that flow going again. And that's how it was throughout the whole, you know, writing the whole trilogy was like that. I would love to hear more about your books. Um, the fantasy series, it's, it's young adult. So it's really geared towards 16 and up, even though, you know, there's no adult language, there's no, you know, sexual scenes or anything like that. But um, there's fight scenes. There are some, you know, murders going on. So it is for intended for a slightly older audience. But um, I've had readers say, you know, it's like if Harry Potter met Game of Thrones, met Chronicles of Narnia. So it's the Ooh. Christian element in the faith, but it's backstabbing and murder and magic. And um, so it follows the path of, you know, one young man, his name is Alric, as he, he finds out who he is in relation to the kingdom. And he's got choices to make as he grows up and comes of age, whether or not he's going to really become who he was destined to be or stay in the shadows and just live a regular existence. And he has, you know, a half sister that's, you know, traveling with him. He meets up with a lot of different other characters that kind of inspire and come alongside him to teach him what he needs to learn in different seasons of his life. And, um, you know, there's lots of scripture references. There's a baptism scene that I absolutely love. And so it's really, it's a coming of age story for not just him, but a few of the other characters. And then there's two characters in particular who kind of s- steal the show. Um, Al- um, Acronius and Alric's mother, <laughs> Elena. And um, Air quotations, kinda, you couldn't see it, but air, quot- air quotes. Yeah, air quotes, <laughs> his mother. And um, they steal the show. And they're actually the reason I had readers ask, like, you know, what happened to them? Where do they come from? You know, things like that. So I wrote two prequels to explain their backstory. So mm-hmm. those two short stories are only available in the omnibus. So it's a, it's a hardcover omnibus that has the whole series in it, plus mm-hmm. those two bonus stories. So you can get them there. Or you could sign up on my website for my newsletter 
and you'll get one of the short stories. Oh, that's awesome. That'll sound so good. Do you have like a fourth book in the works? Not for that series. I did leave an opening for one character for a spinoff of it, but I haven't really touched on that yet. I've been focusing on the kids' books now. And um, that's the kids' book is called The Flower Girl. And it's a brightly illustrated um, cautionary tale on obedience. It's mm. in English. It's in Spanish. It has a coloring and activity book that goes with it. Wow. And it was inspired by my daughter when she was probably like, you know, five or six. She's being, you know, as most kids are, disobedient. And she didn't want to go to bed. And so she was like, mommy, tell me a bedtime story. So I made up a story about a little girl named Grace. Grace is her middle name. And um, Grace gets lost because she didn't listen to her mom. So it's um, it has remnants of the prodigal child in it and that welcoming home aspect of the parents and teaching kids, you know, the importance of following rules because rules are given because we love you and we want to protect you. And um, she meets friends who try to help her and she's still not learning the lesson. So she goes through, a, you know, a few stages where she's giving chance after chance to be obedient until she finally gets it. That sounds good. I, I want to get that for my, my youngest daughter. <laughs> do you have any more children's books that you're going to work on? Yes, you just said you did. Yeah, so yeah, I, I have two manuscripts that are actually completely done, you know, working on getting them illustrated. So I have a children's devotional that's geared for kind of like um, probably closer to middle grade. So like eight to 10 and um, another flower girl book. But this is like a traditional wedding style flower girl book. Oh, neat. Tell everybody the titles of your fantasy series. So that trilogy is called Tales of El Hanai. And people are like, well, what does that even mean? Is that a real word? And no, it's not a real word. Um, I was wondering that. I was like, I hope she talks about that. Do I not know this part of the Bible? (laughs) (laughs) No, and that's what's funny, though, because, well, we know El is Judeo-Christian for God. Mm -hmm. So that part I, I kind of understood, but like when I was writing that, you know, that morning when I woke up and I was writing the first chapters and everything, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm having this whole dialogue with God going back and forth. Like, you know, well, where is this all happening? You know, what's the name of this place? And I like, it was almost audible as I'm getting into the car to go to work, El Hanai. And I'm like, well, what is that? And so I Google it is, you know, there's no, not a word. So I just break it down into two parts, El, which is, you know, for God. And then Hanai is actually Hawaiian or, you know, Polynesian for adopted family. And when you read the story, it totally makes sense for being adopted into a family. So Mm -hmm. in essence, we are God's adopted children. Mm, That fits so perfectly. I feel like it could be a really good television series too. From your lips. I mean, I've heard it so much. Like people like, Mm -hmm. oh, it should be a movie. It should be. I'm Mm -hmm. like, well, I would love to get it in front of producers, but... I don't Seriously. really know how to do that. So, Well, I'll do some research and help you out because I think <laughs> it would be like a good series or a movie or, or something. I feel like the visuals would be so awesome. Yeah. And I mean, it, it has, you know, there's dragons, there's wolves. There, it's just like all the stuff that I love about fantasy without the extra stuff that we just don't need. Because right. I feel like our young adults and teenagers, like they're going to come in contact with all of that stuff daily. When I read fiction, it's because I want to escape the, you know, all that excess. I don't need it. So I wanted to give, you know, I gave them a place where they could still get all that stuff without that. Because it doesn't add to anything. Right. 
So managing a creative life alongside motherhood can Mm -hmm. be quite challenging sometimes, right? So how do you strike a balance between your creative pursuits, your writing, and being a mom? Um, A lot of early mornings or late nights when everybody else is asleep. Uh, For me, it'd be early mornings because I'm not a night person at all. I'm usually like the baby goes to bed nine o'clock. I'm going to bed. (laughs) So you're going to bed right after this probably, right? (laughs) Very close to it. You know, you got to clean up and all that stuff, but yeah, Yeah. very close to it. So it's usually I'm up, you know, four o'clock in the morning is like a golden hour for me just to be up when everything is still silent and I get my devotion in and then I can, you know, get any writing done that I need to get done. Um, Aside from that, like I take them with me. If I have a book vendor, come on kids, we're going out, you know? And uh, yeah. my daughter, my oldest, she's 10 now. So she's able to help. And she helps with the baby who's 11 months. And, you know, she's a big helper. So she's, <laughs> we go out anywhere. She's like, buy my mom's books. My mom's books are awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best. Aww. She's my own personal little hype man. That's amazing. It's like, they say you're like a momager's. She's like your daughter she is absolutely oh and that's nice that you have an older daughter that can help with the baby too Mm -hmm. yeah 11 month old oh so you're probably still tired i I mean i'm tired i'm exhausted always for any overwhelmed tired moms out there who aspire to like become writers and follow their passions do you have any advice to them or just simply words of encouragement Give yourself lots and lots of grace because it's it's not a race. You know, it's a marathon and take your time. There's no deadline for a dream. You know, if that's really what you're called to do and what you're passionate about doing, just take your time and do it. Whether that's five minutes between, you know, naps for the babies and the kids or while they're at, you know, whatever practice they're at. If you're just jotting down notes, you know, in Google Docs on your phone and then you can come to it later and put everything together the way you want it to but one step is still a step in the right direction so see sometimes I have that attitude and that personality of like instant gratification if I get a big idea of something I want to do I'm like okay I want to do it now and if it's like I can't get it done within the next week ah why do it why try it's gonna take too long like first like I'm telling myself that I have this deadline to get my Mm -hmm. own made up dream and passion done in a week. And that's not how it is. It can take a long time, especially as a mom with a baby too. It can take a long time to complete something. So I love that you said, don't put a timeline on yourself. It's your own dream. It's your own. It's like when you're an entrepreneur and you're starting something, Oh, can I do this in my business? Like, sure. It's your company. You can do whatever you want. You know, exactly. You can take it to the sky. You could just drive it to the ground, but it's all your choice, what you want to do. Exactly. So where can our listeners connect with you online or social media and where can they also purchase your books? Well, I'm online. I try to make it really easy for people to find me. So it's literally my name, Nicole Patrice T. I'm the same name on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Nicole Patrice T. Um, my website, you can purchase books that'll be signed and you'll get a little extra swag in there when you when you do buy books through them. Um, again, NicolePatriceThomas.com. Uh, my books are also on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, um, Target.com, Walmart.com, 
And if you're in New York, you're in upstate Poughkeepsie, New York, you can go to the Poughkeepsie Galleria Mall. And there is a vendor's market called Low Kelly. And my books are on the shelves there. And there's also a vendor's market here in um, Queens, the Green Acres Mall. They also have a Low Kelly market. My books are on the shelf there as well. Perfect. I will put your links to all your social media and places to buy your book in the show notes of this episode. So if you're on Apple Podcasts, just swipe up on the episode and there will be the show notes. Sometimes it is tricky to find show notes, but it'll all be there and also on the website, momsucreate.com and, you know, Facebook, Instagram, all the things. So then you can have a quick, a quick tap or click to get to Nicole and buy your books. Because I saw, you know, the name of your podcast, Moms Who Create. And I literally just had a shirt made up that says I was created to create. And I was just like, oh, I love this. That is awesome. See, it was meant to be that I would find you in that Facebook group and we would connect. That's so awesome. Absolutely. Thank you so much for joining me today. You have been a pleasure to talk to. And I am so glad that I have met you. And thank you for writing these awesome books for, you know, young adults that like fantasy and like some clean fantasy and some good message fantasy too. So thank you so much. Thank you, Kelly. It's been wonderful. I love talking to you. You're awesome and easy to talk to. Don't forget to connect with me in the podcast online on Instagram at moms who create podcast and at Kelly Heil, H E I L. Also on Facebook. Oh, there's my cat. I'm going to leave that in there because my cat's cute. Galvatron. Anyway, also connect with me on Facebook at Moms Who Create Podcast there too. I have like Twitter and stuff, but like I don't I don't use it. Let's be honest. Instagram's really my jam. I also like Facebook, but anyway, find me, connect with me, build a community, join the join our book club. So many ways to get involved. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. I'll see you next week.